Okay, so full disclosure, I cried quite a few times on today's podcast. You heard a few of them. You didn't hear a few of the other ones because I had the absolute guest, Will Evans, from Will Evans Music. And we talked about the one mistake that cost him 10 years of marketing as creative, how putting yourself in harm's way helps you discover who you are, uh, how to ride the, ro- the waves of life to continue to create, how to tell when it's time to shelf your song or launch it, which applies to any entrepreneur product service offer. Uh, when trying to force its finishing, it's normally not good. The only path to success is alignment, how to find a why and drive that will always keep you pushing, and how an honest measuring stick will keep you driving towards your vision. And the final part of how comparison syndrome is the loaded, not supportive way of looking at life. And this thing was riddled with wisdoms, life lessons from a gentleman whose music I've been utilizing for the last couple of years to help on my journey. Check him out on Spotify, Will Evans, uh, favorite song by me, uh, Rise. Next one is Adam and Eve. And then The Darkness are my top three from him. But today's episode is a doozy loaded with wisdom. Take notes, listen again, check out his music. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show, and I can almost guarantee you that there will be tears in this episode because today I am joined by somebody who inspires me, motivates me. This man I would describe as walking wisdom. He's a husband, a father, surfer, soul filler, people-loving, heart-centered, sovereign man. He's a singer, can play the didgeridoo, is a master of drums, and has a way to tattoo my soul when it comes to believing and living in my truth. And I don't talk a lot about my inner game. You see it on Instagram, you see it elsewhere, but I'm pretty protective of what I fill my soul with. And I found a man today who creates music and creates art that helps people move. And so today I just want to welcome to the show, Will. Will, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. No, of course, of course. I I keep practicing. I tell everybody that I've said this before on the podcast. I'm addicted to like underground freestyle rap, but I just love the creative process of being able to flow. And I can't sing. I can't play instruments. So I try to use marketing as talking as my art form. So I just, uh, I riff that way. That was, well, that was an amazing intro. If it was just off the top like that, you, you, you're, you basically are freestyling there. I love it. I love it. So I, about, I was impressed with myself and I'm like, wow, this guy sounds really cool. Who's he talking about? Yeah. yeah. See, it's, it's always good to have a mirror. I love it. I love it. So you've been in this game for a long time. You've been in bands. You've been on your solo game. You've been obviously playing with music and being a creator for a long time. And I love to ask this question of anybody who creates. And so when you look back at your career, however long it's been, what has been one of the biggest mistakes that you've made in your art or in your journey? And what's the lesson that you've taken away from it? Hmm, biggest mistakes. I think as an, uh, from like a business side, as an entrepreneur, um, starting a band without putting my, uh, my name in it mm. was probably the biggest mistake uh, that I've made because 
looking back now on, you know, uh, all nearly 20 years in music, I lost the first decade of, of work. Um, I wouldn't say lost it. I, I lost all the residual um, marketing and, and the algorithms and stuff, uh, you know, that that would have helped a lot, kind of give me a little bit of a leg up mm. when I then launched into a solo career, um, which was in 2013 was when I switched over to a solo career. And, and that was like ground zero. I was like completely fresh starting over all the clubs we used to play and sell, you know, 600 to a thousand tickets in, uh, wouldn't book me. Um, mm. and, and, uh, it, so it was kind of, it was also, I guess, it was also my greatest lesson because it really uh, drove me to um, to just keep working at my craft and 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 not get so hung up on the numbers and mm. the and and just really hone in on what what it was that made me, you know, take this path in the first place. Yeah. What's interesting was I was listening to a friend's podcast recently, and um, the they they it's called the age old question, and what they do is they 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 take these questions uh, regard pertaining to music or 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 um, yeah mo- mainly music and like the history of rock music and and that type of thing, and they they break them down, and, and the question that they were uh, focused on last week when I was tuning in was, does it require suffering to make great art? And I was just so, so like torn by that, that idea, that question, because obviously I've gone through a lot of suffering to, to be able to expose my music or to get, to get it through. It took a lot of grit and, and um, lifestyle adjustments Mm -hmm for for not only myself but you know to put my family through um in order for me to get this music out there and yet at the same time i feel like the luckiest person in the world to be able to um experience um life so deeply um because music to me is literally an emotion it's a it's a part of me um that i was blessed with and it would be uh you know, against my, my very person, my existence to, to keep that from coming through. So anyways, that was kind of, I, I went off there a little bit, but feel free to rein me in. I actually know. I, I actually really, really love it. And I enjoy kind of that part of it. Cause what, when you said that quote, like what came up for me, like one of the things that I find so powerful about your music and your art is like, I can feel the depth, like I can feel the texture and I've, never quote unquote call myself a music listener. Like I've never been really big into listening to music or anything, but like you like transmute emotion and transmute feelings and textures and things like through your music. And so when you say like, do we have to do suffering to create great art? My question is, is like, what is your life or your journey been like to get you to this point to where music is a part of you, but the way that you express like this alignment of soul and inclusion and congruency and depth just feels like there's a, a story underneath it that you've kind of walked to get there. So can you kind of give me like the arc and the background of like how you got here? Yeah. I, um, I think a lot of it has to do with 
my upbringing was um, I, I grew up singing in the Baptist church mm-hmm. and that was re- really from a young age, I discovered, you know, this kind of natural gift that I had to hear harmony and to, um, I, I, something about the natural reverb of the, the Baptist church that we went to. And I, that's kind of stuck with me all my life. I just love that, that resonating tone and, and acoustic music in particular has always kind of been, um, my foundation. I, I've, you know, I've delved in electric and electronic and all those different styles, but if I can make the sound without amplification, uh, it, it, it's, it seems to me more rooted and, in, in um, kind of grounds me more. So uh, a lot of my music is inspired by being in nature. I'm, you know, I'm, I've been a lifelong surfer and an environmentalist. And um, I think that that kind of comes through a lot in, in the songwriting and, and a lot of the music is written, you know, while I'm immersed in, in those places, I'll write verses while I'm sitting on my board <laughs> out in the middle of, uh, you know, New England in the, in the middle of winter, it's, you know, the water's 36 degrees and, and it, it's just, that's my church now is, is where I can be in those spaces of, um, complete unattachment from, uh, this kind of new age world that we live in of, of, um, of technology and, mm-hmm. and, instant gratification you know you have to you kind of stick yourself in into nature and you know there's no compassion the the ocean doesn't know compassion it's (laughs) it's it's uh, it's really like you know you're you're putting yourself in harm's way and and when you figure out how you react to that i think that's when you really discover who you are um and so I always just feel like that transcends through, through sound, you know, it's just, it's like sonic waves uh, are the same thing as ocean waves. You know, they've, they've, they begin somewhere and as they get further apart, they spread out and it's just kind of this interesting analogy I've, I've, I've realized over time is my life is all about riding waves, mm. uh, sound waves and rhythm, you know, um, are like the essence of who I am. So, um, that's kind of the woo woo version of, you know, like <laughs> how, how I've become musically inspired and, and, but I, but I tell you as a business person, which I know, you know, you, you focus a lot on that. A lot of your, um, listeners are, are more interested in that side of it too. Like I've definitely kind of struggled with that balance of, um, obviously we have to, we have to make a living to be able Mm -hmm. to do, to continue to make these uh, um, albums and stuff. It's, it's getting harder and harder as streaming revenues are abysmal compared to when we used to, you know, have, I mean, even downloads were much better, you know, 67 cents per dollar was the average for iTunes downloads. And I could almost guarantee after I put a album out that I could make back, within the first quarter, at least half of what I put mm-hmm. into it. And now, you know, you, it's been two years since I've released rise and I haven't even gotten maybe a quarter or halfway there. Um, what I, 
you know, what it cost me to make it. Um, and that's troubling as a, as a, you know, a family man. And, and obviously I, you know, family always comes first and making sure that we're taken care of is important to me. And, and touring this year went away completely. So that was really my, my bread and butter was the touring side of things. Um, and I've always seen myself more of it as a live musician than a studio, um, artist because I just, I get something off of the, the audience and the vibration that I can't explain that really, um, it really makes me believe in what, what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I just, I put, I put so much of myself into the performance, um, that I've had a hard time this year without that, you know, that experience we've, I've done a lot of live streaming, but it's just, you know, it's not the same at all to, as being in the room with somebody Mm -hmm. and feeling their energy and sharing energy with, and I think that's been obviously a huge issue for a lot of people this year is that isolation we've, we've been feeling. Um, but I'm, I'm anxious to get back to, you know, that, that human connection, that experience of sharing uh, energy with, with another person and many people in, in, in my case, you know, um, so again, I've, I've kind of, no, I, lo- I wandered I, from, <laughs> trust me, like your wanderings are like loaded with wisdom and nuggets. Like I have so many things. Um, and the one thread that I, I think is so prevalent to pull, uh, there's two questions, but the first one is, is you, you mentioned like delayed gratification, right? And, um, what I think is so powerful about what you do is like, you're out sitting in the ocean in new England and I grew up in new England. So I know what those those days are like, and I take ice baths every day to be reminded, but you're sitting out there and you're like, I'm writing a verse and I'm writing a verse. And then it could be a year, two years, three years before that thing comes out into the world, before you get feedback on it. I feel like that's one of the healthiest aspects of creation is not being attached to that outcome immediately. Um, so I wanted to ask you about that creative process though, because you know, you, what you said, and I think it's so powerful as a, as a lesson is when you immerse yourself in space, like you create a container for yourself and in that container, you can flow, you can find your creativity. You can, you know, for you, it's the waves for me, it's walking meditations or ice baths or something like that. Like you create that space and you then fill that space. But once you're done in that space and you write that verse on your surfboard, right. And you come back, like, how do you know when it's time to ship it? Like, I feel like with lyrics and expression, like you could edit those things for days, weeks, months, years. Like what's your measure of like, up? Oh, that's time to be a song or that's a complete verse or that's time to ship it. Because I feel like what happens in business creation, entrepreneurship is we just get stuck in this trap of like, I can make it better. I can make it better. I can make it better, but it never sees the light of world. And so I would love to hear like what that's like for you. Yeah, I, I, that's a great question. And, and it's, it kind of has different answers sometimes I'll, I mean, I have tons of songs that I've shelved because I just quite, wasn't quite happy with where it, it ended up or, or landed, or it's maybe it just needs a few more tweaks, but generally those, um, those songs I'm not too worried about because if, if, um, if I am working that hard to try to finish them, then chances are they're not that good. <laughs> in, in, in my experience, um, the best music I've written is, is 
you know, it takes me a day to write. And, and it's because you're so raw, you're so tapped into whatever emotion it may be um, that you're trying to translate to, uh, to art or to music in this case. It, um, as you mentioned, you kind of hit this flow state where it's, it's, you're just acting as a conduit and you just have to let yourself open up to that. And, and to me, that's like the best. Uh, I'll give you an example. I have a song called Family Tree. Um, which I wrote in an hour, and that was uh, just after my wife had her, had her second uh, miscarriage, and you know I was so raw, and uh, I was in the middle of touring with Trevor Trevor Hall, and it really uh, undid me because I wasn't there to I could hear her, you know, um, pain and and anguish over the phone and I'm, you know, somewhere in the middle of the country on a tour bus and I really had a hard time, you know, because I was in one sense, I was fulfilling my dream as a musician to be, you know, arriving at this level where I'm, I'm finally on a tour bus after, you know, 20 years of grinding it out and driving in vans and stuff around the country. And yet I, all I wanted in that moment was to be with my wife and hold her and, you know, for me, songwriting is such a therapy um, that I just dove in and, you know, that that song came out and, you know, I recorded it a week later and it was the last song to get on the album. Um, it's amazing to me, like when, you know, that, you know, that that happens in, in you know, that kind of goes back to that whole idea of like, do you need to suffer to create great art? And I mean, sometimes you do, I think, you know, it's just, it's, it's maybe not, su it's maybe not always this a suffering, but it's, but it's really opening yourself up to be that conduit to whatever emotion is coming through and um, letting it be un, unhindered, you know, undistracted by, well, you know, maybe we should cut the second verse because, you know, it's not a radio friendly length or whatever. No, fuck that. Like yes. I, <laughs> I've tried that. I've, I, you know, as soon as I, we, you know, I played for, we did four albums with my old band, Barefoot Truth. And then, you know, when I de departed from that group and went on my own, my first album, I tried so hard to be poppy kind of, you know, Taylor Swift sensibilities with the songwriting. And, and I hated that. I hate that, you know, the production on that album kills me now when I listen to it because it's not it's not honest, you know, it's not who I, who I really am, but I was trying to get away from who I was because I wanted to restart myself and, you know, be this, um, you know, be a, be a new artist and, and kind of, uh, represent myself in a different way than I had been before, just because I was connected to the band, but it took me two albums to get to back to where, you know, in rise, I just said, you know, the hell with it. I'm, I'm, this is who I am. I'm going back to my roots, you know, as an artist, as a songwriter. And I just kind of let that album flow. And it, it was a hell of a process because I had all kinds of other is issues on the recording side of things where, you know, the person I had uh, originally recorded it with, I, he started doing the mixes for me and they weren't really uh, coming through the way I was envisioning them and and so i wanted to take them to another uh producer to to 
keep it a little more in vision with what I had and and that caused all kind of drama and I don't do well with drama to begin with but, you know like <laughs> business and art are 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 notorious for having these mm-hmm. issues right of you know sensitive people who are working with other sensitive people and nobody wants to piss each other off so there's this like inadvertent kind of drama going on and oh god it was it was hell but like finally got that record out and you know just to get nominated for a roots album of the year in new england was just like such validation for me like okay this is who i am these songs you know speak my truth and it doesn't have to be a three and a half minute pop song like that just isn't who i am you know this is the people who who need this music and this message will find it and the hell with the rest of them <laughs> dude i i i couldn't i uh, so you know we're recording this and i'll just give context to everybody i use a live switching platform so when will's talking he can't see my face i started crying when you were sharing that because the lessons of alignment like uh, like rise by the way is one of my absolute favorite albums like i can quote lyrics off the top of my head from that album because of your truth and I love that you got back to where you belong, like to self-expression, like to what I would call alignment, right? Like full alignment because it allows it to flow. And I think about like, I had to walk away from seven figure businesses and millions of followers because it was so out of alignment to me. It felt like it was like killing me. Like it felt like purgatory and I couldn't get out of it. And I get emotional thinking about the amount of people that I watch check boxes or fit into other people's boxes because of mm-hmm. there's not this container, the ability to self-express. And so I'm honored that you found that way back. And I have a question around that because you've been at this game for a long time, right? And we grew up like I'm from New England, so I'm familiar up there. And, um, you know, you've been in this game for 20 years, like touring, musicians, going through family, you know situations with your wife and being on the road and all of it. And, you know, even hearing you talk about the process of you making music hurts my heart a little bit for how much resistance exists from, I have this gift, this art, this flow, and then to see it come to culmination, it really, it gives me a little anxiety thinking about, and I want to know how, like, how do you keep pushing so much is it a really deep-rooted why is it a very clear clear crystal vision is it a i'm not getting off of it till i get there but i would love to hear because the what it sounds like is like i can i can taste the resiliency in your lyrics now hearing you talk about this and i want to know what keeps you going so hard Mm. well i mean honestly it's conversations like this it's it's connecting with folks who have found the music um on their own by some means. And it seems like it landed in their lap just when they needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, and I'll write back to those people, you know, I've had several emails and, uh, messages of, of, you know, Hey, this song, you know, really got me through my addiction or this song helped me out through postgraduate school, whatever it might be. And, and now having a, a, a daughter of my own and, seeing the way she reacts to music and, and, um, you know, it's, it's, I can see that it's, it's in her as well. And, and I feel like I would be, um, despite maybe the, um, (laughs) the difficulties of balance in life that we are faced with, with this career choice and the, um, you know, 
not being really sure when the next paycheck's coming, those type of questions that everybody thinks about. Um, I couldn't be honest with her as an adult if I didn't say, you know, like this is, this was what I had to do to, um, to show you that, you know, this is who your father is. And this is, it's important, you know, to kind of leave, you you start thinking about that word legacy, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and, you know, we're here for such a finite amount of time. Do I really care about, you know, having maybe, you know, making a hundred thousand dollars more a year, something like that, you know, would that really change my life? And I don't think anyone could say that it would, you know, if, if, if you're able to comfortably, at least without, you know, fearing not being able to get the groceries, um, which thankfully we, you know, we've, we're in a good place where we're not, we're not at that point. I think it's, it's, uh, it would be, you know, a disservice, um, to myself and to, to society to not pursue this career and this path. Um, because I just feel like I'm scratching the surface. I've, I've got so much more to share and, and, and I'm really arriving, you know, after 20 years, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm just arriving at, at, at the point where I know what I need to do. And I know I, I'm the you know, songs are coming so fast right now. I mean, I, we have a new child, so like that's been yeah. super inspiring, but I have all these new emotions that, you know, I'd, I'd been, I didn't realize were there even and, and experiences that I'm able to now translate um, into a way that is uniquely me that seems to be connecting with people. And that to me is, is, you know, that's worth more than any paycheck is, is that gratification of like, okay, this, this is so real and, and, uh, in alignment as, as you were saying, um, with, with who I am as a person and, and yeah, my vision is, is really to just keep, keep at it as long as there's people out there that are, you know, really benefiting from it. And, and I think that there are, uh, yeah, I, I will say, um, I just want to be and say that like, don't forget the little guys. Cause I can feel it. Like I will support you in any way that I can. Um, your music, you know, a lot of people listening to the podcast know this, right. But I spent 12 years of my life in the military. I witnessed things that human beings should never have to witness through combat tours and things like that you have a few songs that literally every single time I meet a veteran, I text them one of the same three songs. Boom, 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 boom. PTSD, depression, darkness, you know, uh, anxiety, crippling anxiety, separation, codependency. Like it makes a massive difference. Um, and Mm -hmm. so I'm going to say this just in the middle of this episode for anybody listening. Um, I'm going to tell you probably 8,000 times of the next couple months to go find Will Evans on Spotify, but now would be a good time. And don't let this one go, like, go find it, go share it, go push it. I will come kick you in the shins with love. If you don't, I will take over your phone and your computer and I will do it for you. But either way, like, I just need this to get out into the world. So, um, I just, there's so many I'm, and I'm totally fanboying right now too. Like I, you bring out like this child in me because your music has helped me so much. Um, and I'm not someone who's really been expressive a lot of my life, right? Like I was afraid to express my emotions. I was afraid to 
be that happy kid because it always got beat down, right? I was afraid to have anything but control of the chaos because I would have got hit. And now I'm 38 years old with a family and quote unquote, all the success on paper. And I'm finding what it's like to express for like the first time, like to be running on the treadmill to the darkness and like just start like letting out a yelp or a cry or a dance. And so it's an absolute gift what you unlock from people. And so I just wanted in the middle of the episode just to say thank you Um, for whatever that means. It means the world to me and my kids get to have a father who's present and knowing himself to give that love back to them. And so I just wanted to say thank you. Mm, That's incredible, man. I'm getting chills. (laughs) That's and that's exactly like I said, like you you couldn't uh, you know, you couldn't bottle that and and, uh, you know, it just it. I wish you could bottle that because that's the, when I'm in those moments, you know, on the road or um, really kind of at a crossroads, which I, I come to so many times with this career of why am I doing this? You know, when you're when you're playing a Monday night in Pittsburgh and there's no one there, but you're just routed that way to get out to Chicago or whatever. It's, you know, as a as a introverted type of uh, artist who, you know, I'm surprised people show up at all, but when they don't, I, and, and it's, you have to go through those, those gigs with which have, there's been many of over the years. It, it beats you down the same way you were saying, you know, Mm -hmm. you, cause you, you, you think for some reason it's, it, it's something you've done wrong. Um, it's hard to like, let it go and, and just chalk it up to, you know, it's a Monday night in Pittsburgh. Nobody, you know, people are, <laughs> people are working and I don't mean to, to, to hate on Pittsburgh cause I love playing there. Um, but you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's this, this walk, this dance that you do with, um, career and, and, and trying to figure out the, you know, when you're alone out there, especially, you know, on the road, it can just feel so isolating and, and you're just, you're stuck battling your own psyche and you're, and yeah. you're, 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 I'm, I'm my biggest, um, enemy when I'm out there, uh, because there's this chip on my shoulder that's pushing me and is, is, um, you know, is competitive and wants to, um, wants that validation right like you know i listen to other artists in in my genre or like on the radio and i i can't understand why how come i i can't be at that level or whatever and and it's that's such a loaded way of looking at life you know like it's 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 the great it's the it's the killer of comparison is a killer of joy right it it strips you of that being in the moment of what you have and all all that you've accomplished and um so I trust me. A lot of these songs that I write, I write for myself to try to 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 encourage myself. Um, you know, because when I'm on stage and I'm singing my own words back to myself, it's it's like a mantra to me. To if if I was singing something that I didn't believe in, I would you know I'd kill myself. I'd be up there, and if nobody showed up, or even if they did, I feel like I would I would be deeply dissatisfied because. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't honest. It, it has to be, you know, whatever it is that, you know, is instilled in me. And maybe it's my, my father was just a very honest and like hardworking guy came from nothing. And he's, you know, worked to have family of three and, and 
done well for himself. And, and that's just that inspiration. You know, every kid wants to outdo their father, I feel like, and, or at least like be on the same level or just make them proud, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tried and tried and tried and, you know, we'd have moments of uh, flashes of glory with, you know, sold out shows and stuff. And, and then like back to like nobody showing up and me kind of battling through like, okay, like do I have to, what do I have to do on this album to get people to pay attention? And, and I'm so over that now. It's more just, I have a child. I want to make her proud and show her that her father, um, you know, he believed in something and that's, you know, truth, honesty, all these things that I try to put into my music, like compassion. Um, and, and, you know, my music is for everybody. It's not, mm -hmm. that's the, the greatest, the greatest joy and gift for me is when I'm at a show and there's, you know, grandmothers and grandfathers and they're like young children. It, it, I want, I love that community, mm -hmm. you know, that, that if that's the way it used to be. I feel like it was, you know, the whole town would show up and there would be a, you know, music would, would, would just come out of the, the, onto the streets and people would celebrate life and, 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 or, you know, it would be there for them when they were working through hardship. Um, music was a part of everything. Right. And I feel like it's become so commercialized and like targeted. And I just want to go back to you know, the, the rawness, the roots of what, what started it for me, singing in church. Um, I didn't know what I was singing or what, you know, if I believed in any of those things. And I've had many, you know, that's a whole nother podcast, is, is, you know, my relationship with, with man-made religion uh, versus spirituality. But, but, but I know that I'm a spiritual being and I know that, you know, the music I'm making now and, for the future is, is going to be deeply rooted in community optimism, uh, connection of, uh, of energy. And, and, uh, that's for, you know, that's, that's my truth. Yeah, man. I can, I can tell you right now that on the receiving end, that that is what your music does. Uh, it's a bridge for me. Like I literally, <laughs> you know, this last week leading up to this interview, probably 25 new people have heard a few of your songs and it doesn't matter what they listen to, what genre, like your music has the ability, it like it, it, it has integrity as the undertone and everything, and it just gives this feeling of safety, and I absolutely, I absolutely love it. And so it's doing what it needs, and I just, I, I'm gonna pin this moment right now, whatever day it is in 2021, that in four years ago, four years ago, I'm gonna text you a video, and I'm gonna be like, you remember this? I'm like, I just wanted you to know that you were right, but like, don't forget the little people. I will send you a video every time. You have one of those doubts because it makes it makes a difference. And so I want to actually ask you a couple of questions about your songs. So when you think back, um, I, I feel like asking an artist to pick their favorite song is like asking a parent to fix, pick their favorite child. And so I'm not going to do that mm -hmm. unless you want to disclose that. But there's a couple lyrics for me that made a big impact on my life. And one of them uh, is from the darkness. When the darkness is taking over, you better grab the wheel and drive. And that thing, um, through my addiction, through my life, and even every day, it still rings true to my soul that I felt like I was a victim to circumstance and that I had no control over the things that I had done or seen and war and drugs and, you know, all those different pieces. And it was massive for me. And so 
what does that song, like, what do those lyrics mean to you? Like when you wrote it, like, where did that come from for you? What was the intention behind that? What that song mean? Like, I would just kind of love to hear some of your thoughts behind like those lyrics in that song. Cause it is the most mm-hmm. profound, beautiful, loving and nurturing way to say, do the shadow work, love yourself and like get into action, take over your life. And it's so like gently and encouraging, but mm-hmm. it really moves me. And so I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. Sure. So that song in particular actually is, is the one song that was a co-write. And, um, so I can't take credit for that line. Okay. Um, but the, I will say that, um, the bridge in that song, uh, I, I kind of, and, and in a lot, what's funny is like, I don't usually, um, I don't like, not, I don't like writing with other people, but I just don't do it because I usually just, I, I put this song, you know, I, 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 I just, it just comes out of me and then it's done. You know, it's not, it doesn't need to be, um, it's not like I'm, I need help working with somebody on a verse or whatever. I, I feel like it's, it is done. It's written. And this song, my friend, Billy, um, who is another artist actually with the same management agency that I'm with. And, and, um, he, he opened for my old band barefoot truth, uh, in 2000 and, 14, I believe we did like a reunion show and he, I played a few solo songs from my new material because I had, he was trying to, ex- to uh, expose my old band's audience to my new music and try to encourage them to follow along because I'm still doing it. And um, he had opened the show and he, he, he sent me this song, the darkness um, or like a rough sketch of it after that show and, and said like, Hey, you know, like I've got this tune that, I feel like is right in your wheelhouse of style. And, and, you know, I sat on it for a long time, like until, well, until 2018 when I recorded rise. So like five years almost went by. I had this song just sitting in my, in my messages and I kind of re reopened it. And I was going through like that crossroads time. And, and you know, that line was incredible. Like, you know, uh, every, for every moment there's an ending and every ending is a moment mm-hmm. begun. Um, was so, I was just like, man, that is incredible. Like, so I asked him like, you know, I was like, Hey, remember that song? You mind if I actually record it? And I add some of my own elements to it. Cause it was this, it's this like, that's life, right? This battle between light and dark and, and trying to steer a course through those dark moments that will inevitably come in everybody's life. Um, and it, you know, some people have more traumatic experiences than others, but it's really like we all experience things differently based on, you know, our ability to handle uh, those type of traumas and stuff. And like, obviously you, you know, you've been through hell on earth and, and you're still standing tall and you, 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 you know, because every, every mistake is a lesson and every, you know, time you can get through that, you, you become stronger and, and uh, more compassionate to other people who are, are, dealing with those things or, or, uh, or who are on the other side of, um, you know, the conflict. And, um, you know, so that, that song in particular is always just, it's, it's been helpful to me too. And I will, I'll, I'll quote the, the bridge on it because I kind of liked how this, um, tied in. And these were lyrics that I came up with that kind of countered that darkness, uh, theme, um, you know, so the, the, the bridge goes and I kind of buried it because, we, you know, there's some singing over it too, but 
The bridge is the light, it will guide you, a vision that calls. Trust in the lessons, the summits, the falls. Time for reflection, time to let go. The more that we wander, the less that we know. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just like, you know, that was my experience with, with, um, with that song is that, you know, like, yeah, we've all, we've, we've all had those dark moments and you, where you have to grab the wheel and just drive out of it. Uh, and you know, we, the, inevitably the sun always rises and, um, you know, and, and what do you look like on the other, on the other side of it is, is really up to you. Yeah. Yeah, I um, and trust me, just just to say, like, I'm glad you co-wrote that. I can quote many other lyrics of yours. Like one of my favorite ones, I think it was, uh, you need to like pour out your past to fill up your cup or something along those lines. That one hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like, there's no space for anything new in my life, right? I'm there was a point in my life where I built my first entrepreneurial career on telling my story, like my. Mm-hmm my my quote unquote clout as a paleo food blogger was the guy who beat bulimia with food and was sexually abused but the story took over so much of my essence that there was no space to be the guy on the other side like there was nothing it was like i kept writing chapters but there was a conclusion and so that conclusion was i went to the jungle came home and i walked away from a seven figure company overnight and gave it away deleted social media changed everything and I was like, I can't anymore. Best decision I've ever made in my life. But that line um, is massive. And then another one, <laughs> pick one and Adam and Eve, if you want to get your spirit right, just give me the keys. That one mm-hmm. gets me every single time. Um, I want to know, like, it's even like hard to to phrase this question. Like when you're writing these things, right? Like, is it from a place of like, you're writing to yourself, you're feeling, is it like streams of consciousness? Like when I listen to some of your lyrics, they like touch my soul. When I read them, they blow my mind, like in the simplicity, but the complexity of all of them. And Mm. I want to know, like you talked about earlier, like being on the surfboard. I feel like, you know, as somebody who's a creator, I would say you're kind of like a conduit in a lot of ways, like a deliverer of truth. Like, do you just go throughout the day and like, you'll see something and it hits you or you'll have a moment with your kids and you'll document it. Like, what does that creative process look like to get down to some of this? Because I feel like it could be, I'm all day and I'm getting hit with lyrics or like, do you ever like intentionally create containers to go right? Like, what's that process like to get to something like this? Oh, uh, it, it's, it comes in a lot of different forms, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm really raw and just feeling, um, you know, that I need that kind of nurturing hand of, of, of playing, playing music and just being alone, um, then that's often when, you know, something really, um, vital will come out like, like a family tree or whatever. And it's just, that's usually just stream of conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if I'm working on a song like Adam and Eve took me a little while because the lyrics are pretty rapid fire and, um, there's a lot of them. So, I mean, it took me a while just to memorize it. So I would, you know, I would certainly, you know, I'd be out surfing and oftentimes you get like, you know, 20, maybe, maybe 30 seconds at the most on a, on a wave, if you're riding it right. The rest of the time you're paddling. Um, so when you get into the wave, you kind of have like this, this, you know, this free flow section to, to improvise on. And a lot of times I would 
be, you know, I'd be humming the, the melody in my head and I could, I would just, you know, a lot of times I'll just start kind of, people must think I'm nuts when I'm going down the wave because my, <laughs> you know, they see my lips moving and I'm kind of like dancing and grooving and just like, but you know, to me, like, that's like, I'm riding this piece of energy that was formed thousands of miles away. And it's like this last waltz, right? With this, with this, you know, the, the wave crashing on shore is the end of that energy's life cycle. And I'm enjoying this experience with it. Um, from a human standpoint, that's just so, to me, that's just like so like unbelievable. It's like what could be a cooler, you know, experience in life than to have that intimacy with, with earth and energy that, you know, as it's on its dying breath, um, so like it's it's such a creative space for me. Um, so yeah, I'll do a lot of like just freestyle lyrical runs when I'm on a wave. <laughs> and then I hope that I you know I hope if if I get something really good, I'll paddle in and I'll write it down or record it on my phone. Um, you know, I've had so I have so many voice memos and you know bizarre videos of me in the middle of the night with a you know, I get a melody in my head and I get up and my wife's like, shut up, you know, I just like, just, I just got to sing this real quick. And I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll sing it in my phone and I'll listen to it the next day. I'm like, what the hell? That's, that's bizarre. <laughs> but, you know, some of them turn into, to, to actual songs and, um, so you just never know, you know, for me, it's just like, just, we have the technology now to just save it all just put it all out there and and, and then you'll have tidbits to, to to grab when when you're in the you know in the songwriting mode what i what i so. love is the correlation like as a creator right like i do the same thing i've gotten up at 3 a.m to write the event flow or that one email sequence that i needed i'm like oh there's this idea on how i can teach this concept differently and I love technology for that. Like it's capturing it. And what I've had to learn how to fall in love with is capturing it in the moment, but not obsessing about it. Like earlier, like to full circle this, you're like, if I'm forcing a song to be finished, it's normally not good. And I use that kind of fleeting method now where like I'll catch pieces and I just make sure I own them somewhere and they tend to kind mm -hmm. of fall back into place. Um, so there's a, there's one more lyric that I wanted to ask you about. Um, <clears throat> this one rings near and dear to my heart. And I, I think it's really prevalent right now. And it's, um, you know, standing with warriors on the right side of history. And mm -hmm. that is something, you know, for me, you know, like looking back at this episode, we talk about like alignment, right? We talk about legacy. We talk about, you know, being in our truth, not making a Taylor Swift album, <laughs> like all of these mm -hmm. things, like, and I look at it as like sovereignty. So like, what does that mean to you? Like to stand with a warrior on the right side of history. And then what is that for you? Like if it, one of the things that I, I love hearing from people is like you, like you have your, your kids, your, your drive, like how you want to be, you're built on integrity. But like, what would you say is standing on the right side of history? Like, what does that mean? Like being a warrior, like with your art, creation, music, like I would just kind of love for you to unpack that. Yeah, I think um, the main um, the main uh, issue we're seeing a lot is this kind of painting. Uh, you're either on one side or the other, mm -hmm. um, especially in this country. And I wish that we could, you know, our leaders would remove themselves from that somehow. Um, I mean, it's hard because look, the media, it, it feeds off of that. And they, they are the ones who really, um, 
paint that picture more than anything, you know, in a lot of ways. But I think we can use our own eyes and ears and listen to people speak. And um, my my hope is that I will always choose a side of compassion um, for those who are less fortunate than myself. And I will always take time to listen and really um, because issue there's so many things that are so complicated right and and everybody's um, you know beating their chest like you know well you, you know if you if you're you know if you're a, a BLM uh, person then you hate cops and that's just not the case and if you're you know if you're if you don't support BLM you you know you're mm-hmm. white supremacist and that's not the case either right there's just like there's, there's these staunch kind of um, rivalry that we've we've kind of been forced with because because of social media and the way that you know your your social circle gets kind of um, recycled to to you know you end up seeing it's like an echo chamber right that's what they call it you, you see only what you're interested in and what you're in alignment with and you know that breeds just contentment for the other side and i just want you know i just think that you know if we would all just like you like you were saying earlier i think before we started podcasting like go out and sit with a tree and just to witness <laughs> yeah the, the you know the witness life in its in its real form and like you know, that tree doesn't see sides or anything it's it's just trying to survive <laughs> And um, there's so much we can get from nature, I think, that that um, opens our hearts to the fact that we're really just a, a, a you know, we're just an infinite speck of, of matter in this this huge picture. Um, when you zoom out, you know, things become a lot easier to, to the perspective. It becomes a much, much better. I feel like it's it's just we're so narrowly zoomed in on what we like and what we don't like right now that that's that's causing a lot of the issue and i think if we would just all just pause breathe more um and instead of kind of going into every situation so tense and tight and angry before anything even happens you know um that she just woke up yeah can you go get her Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We'll wrap in a second. Um, uh, my wife's home now, so. Okay, perfect. <laughs> she's going to get her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. Th- th- so that's kind of my, that's the right, being on the right side of history is, is, is really, um, is, is all those things combined is, is, you know, being, being a person with compassion and, and really hearing out all sides of, of, the story before you jump to conclusions and then once you once you you do have a better understanding of the situation that you 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 do the right thing and you stand for what what um you know those that are less fortunate than you and and are being oppressed by whatever the system is or whatever the situation is um you know a lot of the songs on rise were written for uh you know the water protectors uh, i've you know, deep connection and, and roots to uh, indigenous culture in this country. And, and you know, I, I don't need to give you a history lesson on it, but it hasn't been all rosy, as you can imagine, you know, and there's still, 
you know, they're still dealing with, um, you know, uh, their, their lands are being uh, overrun with, with pipelines and things like that. And, and there's just so much wisdom that you can learn from these elders, these people. Um, so it's, it's, Sorry, we'll keep anyway, the beer. We'll, no, we'll keep we'll keep that beautiful that beautiful sound in. Yeah, I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna lighten heart. I only have a couple questions and they're really short. So, favorite food. Uh favorite food. Jeez, I I mean I love avocados. Mm-hmm. So anything with avocados in it is is good good for me. That's good. I'm a chocolate chip pancake guy. I will forever be oh, that little, cool. that little that pancakes little. are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pancakes are definitely on the top, top five list. Burritos. Uh, yeah. Especially <laughs> after surfing a, a burrito is like just the ultimate. Uh, it's like putting a small infant in your body. Oh yeah. After. You earned that one. You earned that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then uh, what are you currently reading or one of your favorite books? So I just, uh, I'm almost finished with uh, another artist, um, a friend of mine, Stephen Kellogg. If um, if you're if you're not familiar, you should check out his music as well. Amazing songwriter, been at it for even longer than me, and he actually just published a book, and it's it's incredible because it's so it it just really paints a picture of uh, a struggling artist in such a beautiful way and. Um, He's a he's a family man too, so it's a, I, I just connected really well with it. But um, I can't remember the name of it. But it's his only book. His name is Stephen Kellogg. Um, a lot sure. of great wisdom and lessons in there. And, and he has four daughters, so oh yeah, there's wisdom know, in that. Yeah, that alone is is just understanding how you cope with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then what uh, like. So I'm like, I'm that guy that has like a favorite song or like a favorite artist, but like, who is like one of your favorite artists or like one of your favorite songs could be one of your O's or anything. Um, there's a, there's a band from New Zealand called Fat Freddy's Drop mm-hmm. and it's kind of like my, my workout music, but they have a song called Hope for a Generation and it's just a, you know, it's like a repetitive mantra type of line where they just say, hope for a generation just beyond our reach, not beyond our side, hope for a generation. And it just, it just like builds and builds and builds. It's a very like, you know, electronic and, and reggae kind of undertones, mm. but oh man, it just like really, you know, when you're, you just kind of just keep repeating those type of things to yourself it really does help you know it it, it convinces you that <laughs> when you're you know we're going to be okay and that you know our, our children are going to be okay and and i'm going to do everything in my power to to you know to help paint a less bleak picture for them um mm. in my lifetime at least you know yeah yeah and uh I'll unpack this on another one, but we just had my friend Jim Quick on, who's like one of the leading memory brain experts in the world. And uh, he always says, your brain is your supercomputer. 
and you know what you're thinking is programming that computer on how to run and what you said earlier where you write songs to yourself you sing them to yourself over and over and over on stage is like you're healing mm-hmm. yourself and writing that program and that's how i listen to music as well and so for everybody listening to this um i have two challenges for you challenge number one is go find will will evans on spotify I'm going to make my recommendations, Adam and Eve, The Darkness and Rise. Those are my three cardio jams. Like those things take me on a journey. Tears, laughter, dry heaving depends on the workout. But either way, they're absolutely (laughs) soul filling uh, for me, at least. Uh, But I'm going to challenge everybody. And I've never talked about this on a podcast and Will's here with me. So I'm going to talk about it right now. Um, I spent three years not consuming any music or any content with any lyrics or anything except what I intentionally put in, which was books and then just shamanic music. And I recently added in Will and a couple of his friends uh, because I feel like it's programming my soul and programming my subconscious on how to love and how to be. And so I'm going to challenge everybody for the next week to be aware of what you listen to when you're in the car, either use stillness or intentionally put something on, put on something with intention, put something on to fill your soul, to take you on a journey and protect Mm. it. Because you're either writing your programming or you're silencing your intuition if you're putting on some trash. And so spend some time in that silence and in that stillness because it actually makes a difference. And I'm telling you, we're all creatives. We're all entrepreneurs. We're all out here doing things that are making the world different. And it all comes from within. There's no answers outside of us. And so program that stuff to think it, to feel it, to be it, to be happy about it. And then give yourself space. Love space. Space is amazing to find it. So Will... I always ask everybody at the end of this episode one question. And so I just handed you a virtual tattoo gun. Everybody listened to this episode, but they forgot all of it. And you have a tattoo gun to tattoo anything on their soul that they will remember. They will remember it forever. What would your parting words of wisdom or your tattoo for their soul be? Oh, geez. Like, uh, <laughs> like lyrics? Any? No, no. Lyrics, a takeaway, a thought, like anything that comes up to you. Um, that you want everybody to take away and remember forever. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tap into my French Canadian uh, roots here, and I'm gonna say "Cherchez la vérité," which translates to "Seek truth." Mm. I think that is such a simple, um, you know, two words, right? But but so much within. What does that mean? And, and um, for me, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's being true to who you are and, and um, representing yourself and your family in, in, in such a positive way and, and a peaceful and humble, connected way. Um, yeah, that's what I would, that's what I, I would tattoo. I, truth. I, I love it. I might go get that tattooed. I have open fingers and hand space, so I might work on that because I, I love that one. I love that one. Yeah. So, Will, uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for letting me fanboy cry, be here. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> um, and so everybody listening, uh, Spotify, number one, Will Evans. Uh, like I said, I'm going to have you recommend Start With The Darkness, Rise, and Adam and Eve. Those are just my favorites, but there's plenty of other good ones. 
find him on Spotify, and then do me a favor and DM him on Instagram your favorite song. And so Will Evans Music on Instagram, he's there. You'll see his absolutely adorable children as well because mm-hmm. they are there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he responded to me, which is how I got him on the show, and so it was an absolute gift. So, Will, thank you so much for being here. Uh, anything else, any save rounds for everybody, or are you good? No, it's my pleasure to be, be with you and, and speak with you. Thanks for Thank you so much for listening to my music and for helping to, to connect it to other folks. Uh, that's really, uh, you know, that inspires me so much to keep creating and, and uh, yeah, to just keep kind of humble hustling, as I like to put it, you know? Yeah, well, you're not um, allowed to retire because I enjoy your music too much. So you just, you got to okay, keep good. going. I'll figure out whatever well, we got to do to keep that going. Well, I've, I've, I've got a whole album or two albums at least of material ready to go so we're we're getting ready for that next chapter and um you know can't wait to keep sharing this you know keep sharing this music and this this uh this journey with you also thank you for for being a part of it of course man yeah hang around for a second as i close the episode so everybody thank you for listening this was another episode of the mind of george show where you know i think it belongs in a straight jacket but you're crazy enough to stick around with me and so i will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. but either way remember relationships always beat algorithms take some time to take a breath Take in nature, take in your space, fill your soul, and go check out Will Evans' music. Have an absolutely beautiful day, and I will see you in the next episode. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to that episode with Will. Uh, I have a very special outro to this episode because I got Will's permission to dub in some of my favorite songs. So if you're watching this on video, I'm screen sharing my Spotify If you are listening to this, I'm going to play a couple sections of my top three favorite songs that I listen to on repeat from Will over and over and over again. And I'm going to highly recommend that you go check out Will on Spotify. So search Will Evans. It's W-I-L-L and then E-V-A-N-S on Spotify. And so the three songs I'm going to be playing for you are The Darkness, Adam and Eve, and Rise. And I'm going to do them in that order. And so these are a few parts that have like the most meaningful lyrics to me. So no matter what you feel about music, uh, if you listen to this podcast, we probably have a lot in common. So I'm going to challenge you to go find these three songs. They are all on his album Rise. So when you search Will Evans music on Spotify, it'll show up. You'll see this beautiful cover image um, called Rise. They're on that album. And so the first one I'm going to do is The Darkness. So let me pull that up on right now. And then I'm going to go to my favorite part. And these lyrics, I just want you to listen to them. So I'm going to begin to be playing this in three, two, one. Have no fear of tomorrow. Have no fear of a change. All things must be arranged. All things must be arranged. When the darkness is taking you over, you gotta grab the wheel and drive. Turn your head over your shoulder and say goodbye to your own life. Drive through the night into the morning, raise your arms to the rising sun. 
Okay, so that's the darkness. That's a small sample. That's 20 seconds of one of my favorite songs. And the lyrics in that song make a difference. They make a difference for human beings, but entrepreneurs in general. So I want you to listen to that one. So that one is called The Darkness by Will. Then the next one I'm going to listen to, I'm going to play you the beginning of it until my uh, one of my favorite parts. This song is called Adam and Eve. And so I'm going to play that one right now. Here we go and play. Here it is. Yeah, listen to that. This is my cardio song. I go running to this song. Let's go. When you want to get your spirit back, give me the keys. Just move like a grain of sand out in the sea. How can this not make you happy? Ah! It's the love you want to love. Don't matter to me, 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 yeah. Let the rhythm draw you closer now. Adam and me. Here comes my favorite part. Ready? Forget your conscience. Come on, let's be honest. What you feel is lightning in a bottle. On the edge now, stay with me and promise I see the truth, man, it's hanging by a thread. Yes, 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 yes. So that one, that one was called Adam and Eve. That one, like literally, you felt my energy change. I'm telling you, if you listen to this music as an entrepreneur, it will change your life. Listen to it. That one is called Adam and Eve. I'm like giddy and excited. And so now I'm going to go play my third favorite song by Will. This is Rise that you hear in the background right now. This is the beat to it. I'm going to fast forward to one of my favorite lyrics that's all about wisdom. Uh, but I want you to hear the beat of this. So let me scrub to my favorite part. And here we go. Listen, listen, listen. From our elders and sit by the fire admire their years. Watch the moon and stars come on over now. What would you give? What would you give? To see respect for all people, not borders. Now I want to live with the truth of our words and our honor. We no longer say I love this. Let the love and compassion wash over now. We will not stand in the shadows, not cast by our leaders. Now we gonna rise. Cause we are strong in the light of the Ah, my God. I can't play anymore because I'll get in trouble, but I want you to go listen to these three songs. That one was Rise. And we are entrepreneurs. We are human beings that are out here making a difference. We are not standing in other people's shadows. We are shining light because we are lighthouses. We make this world better. We create possibility. We change this world. And Will is writing lyrics that inspire us and move us and keep us doing that. And so I had to do this special outro before the regular outro. 
I have a challenge, and I mean I want to challenge you to go to Spotify. I want to support Will as an artist. His lyrics changed my life. I want them to change yours. I want you to go listen to those three songs at least. The Darkness, Adam and Eve, and Rise by Will. Follow them on Spotify. Share it. Send them to five people. When you hear something in that song, I want you to share the gift of music. Share the gift of those lyrics, and I want you to send them to somebody. And so thank you for listening to this special outro for this episode. And so now we're going to cue the regular one. Will, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for sharing your gift and your talents with the world. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And for everybody else, go listen. And now here is your regular outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.